Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. So uh, I'm not real sure what we're doing here, but uh, hey guys, welcome back to The Kevin and Fred Show. I'm your host, Kevin. My buddy Matt. This is his assistant, Jeremy, yes. and uh, and we're recording. We're going. We're, we're this is like Matt's favorite thing. We're going both ways, um, and so we're going to record an episode today yeah. for uh, for these guys, uh, Matt and Jeremy, and for the Kevin and Fred show. So this will this will be fun, guys. We figured uh, two birds, one stone, right? Yeah. Why not? Well, you, what happened was I think I said, "Hey, I want to shoot a podcast with you," and you said, "Hey," and then I think we reached out to yeah. Europe, but you didn't reach out to us. Uh, uh, ooh, that sounds bitter. I, well, I was hurt. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> I saw your guests. No, it's cool that you had for the invite. I love how you had your people contact me directly. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my people talk to your people. Um, so Matt's Matt's upset that you didn't reach out to him, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to you directly because you're not important enough for Matt to do it himself. So no, it was good. It was a good undertone. I love the request. Oh shit! You know the funny thing is, I thought about that when it happened because when he reached when uh, Matt Christ reached out and he said, "Hey, do you know Kevin?" and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, why?" He goes, "I got you on his podcast." I'm like, "Oh, that's not gonna go over." I didn't realize Matt Christ is the one that booked it. I thought for sure you were the one to reach no, out. He, you no, know, he literally no. just cold emailed me, and I was like, <laughs> I just assumed he did though. I was like, I don't care. I'm oh not, my gosh, not, that's amazing. Yeah. No. I was like, but, oh, but he's, but you know, then again, this guy has his VAs call me to set up appointments <laughs> and shit. So I'm like, I'm used to it. You've gotten one of those calls too. Oh, yeah. Huh? So I was like, you tell Matt, I'm dying to talk to him. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to, I'd love to come in and meet with him. Yes. If you're in my database, you get a call. I don't care who yeah. you are. <laughs> I love it. No. I almost joined your team. You yeah, it was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I came really close. Ooh, that was a good yeah. pitch. Yeah. yeah. It was good. The VA almost got him. It's that profit share though. <laughs> Oh, that's going to derail this whole conversation. <laughs> All so, right. Kevin, do you want to compare profit share to yeah. share? Yeah, let's break it down. This is going to recruiting conversation 101, the, EXP, KW, the no tab- gloves. The let's table's go. not big enough. You know, like that picture of, uh, what, what's that boxer's name? Muhammad Ali. No, no, the yes. guy who makes all the money. Floyd Mayweather. Oh. This is what I'm like to sit over here and we just like lay them out. Yeah, yeah. No, let's not That's, do that. No. Um, <laughs> all right. So let, let's do this. Let's do this for real. Got, Matt, Jeremy, one of you, both of you, tell me a little bit about your business okay. and and uh, let's just start there. <laughs> Matt's like, okay, I'm ready. So we're part of Impact. We own Impact Real Estate. Impact formed... Or, uh, or what do you say? What it was? It was a, we reformed, we reformed the business. We reformed it. There was a previous team called Valorum Real Estate. And then January 1, 2021, uh, Impact was formed. I say restructured. Restructured. From there, we started with about eight or nine agents who came over from Valorum. Okay. We realized when we redid we, we restructured that we were going to have fallout and we understood like what was going to happen, but we knew it was for the better of the business. That's when the partnership with me and Matt really started was January one. You know, who was actually someone responsible for that? Was that guy over there? Fred. Really? Yeah. We, uh, we met over at, see, he doesn't even remember. That's what it hurts my heart that you don't remember. Uh, we met over at the barbecue place on Stapley. What's the name of that place? You barbecue. 
Bobby Q's, yeah. We were there, and we specifically met about partnerships. And uh, we were kind of just going through the dynamic of it and how, how long you guys have been partners. How long have you guys been partners? Uh, 14. 14 years, yeah. Wow. And he kind of talked about how it worked so well, you know, and uh, it was it was eye-opening that my it just wasn't going to work with the, the last partner on what I wanted to build, and I needed to find the right partner. So yeah. That's where it actually stemmed from. I remember, I think I actually told you about that prior to you forming that partnership <sighs> at Starbucks. But hey, that's oh, okay. Shit, dude. All yeah. I did was say, hey, you're gonna about to run into a bus, and then... yeah. There was the bus. You did say that. I did. Start. Yeah. yeah. Um, like before. Yeah. Before. So, before. So I don't know if you even know how far we go back. So I was introduced to these guys uh, by Amir and they were trying to recruit me. They've always tried to recruit me for like. That's what they do. Forever, yeah. Forever, that's forever. what I do. And that was before Constantly. you guys were EXP, I think. Uh, I think we just moved over. Yeah, maybe. So we ended up, I t- took a meeting with uh, Kevin and it was a great meeting. We talked about what I was doing, what I was trying to build, where I was going, what I was trying to do. And dude, he just gave me a bunch of info and he said, be careful with partnerships. And that was like year one. Oh yeah. It was th- three and a half years ago at least. Wow. Yeah. So what's crazy is these guys actually, they're, so they've connected so many dots. I'm going to brag on you a little bit. So you guys connected me. So we had that meeting. You then connected me to Templeton Walker. Because Temp, yep. Temp was trying to, trying to recruit. He went to EXP. He was trying to recruit. That 45-minute lunch with Temp is how I structured my business to this day. or structured our business today where we have our investment vertical and our retail team. Uh, and then I went to your guys' next level agents where you guys introduced me to Steve Valentine. Yep. Uh, Steve Valentine, you know, you know, we've been part of the tribe. Remind Steve of that. He, he tends to forget. I did on the last <laughs> podcast. I told him was up. Okay. Uh, and then Steve Valentine, I went and had lunch with him. And, you know, from the, the meeting that we had, well, from the presentation he did at that Next Level Agents. But, and then, so he was the reason how we found all of our capital that we use today from going private money. Nice. So you guys directly... And then uh, I think we introduced you to a good buddy named Ronnie was actually at uh, that Next Level Agent event, too. Ronnie's yeah, he blew me away, though. He intimidated me that first meeting. Did he? Oh, dude, when the room packed and he's talking about, I think he talked about rejection. Uh, but it did, that is a stud, man. Yeah, and then you trusted us enough, even though you were like, I don't know about these guys. Ronnie, we basically put on an event for Ronnie or with Ronnie. Yeah, I showed up. Uh, in Tempe, I want to say December of 19. I know you showed up. You were there. Um yeah, man, that's uh, it's a, it's what's funny is this is like, I'm not saying that for like credit, like real estate actually for the 35, 40,000 of us in the Valley that have license, uh, licenses, it's still a very small community because really not that many people survive. Right. So you end up just seeing the same faces over and over again. And everybody does seem familiar because nine out of 10 people just well, fail. I feel oh, like that's 100%. maybe like a, a unique ability of yours personally is for connection, sure. networking, yeah. being yeah, in yeah. relationship. Cause if we, if we look at just your, your sphere in general, like you're connected with some of the biggest players and just like this last mastermind, man, I, we, we'll get into that. What I just pulled out of that last mastermind, which was absolutely worth me fucking coming. Maybe you already know, but I don't know. Oh, I can't no. wait to hear this. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> fucking big. Okay. Right? It's big. Uh, but connecting me to Frank, you know, yeah. Frank, Frank's been me and him and emailing back and forth. Uh, I, I have uh, uh, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. I really want to get on his radar because he blew me with his uh, his his presentation was phenomenal. I really cool. like that guy. Just remind me when we're done. I'll connect you. Okay, cool. I, I was trying to get a cell phone before I left, but I failed. I'll just connect you yeah. right after. But we're I done. feel like that's what I was saying. I feel like that's your unique ability. Mm-hmm. I, I would be curious. Like, so seventeen years in the business? Uh, fifth, no, fourteen. No, it'll be fifteen in May. Fifteen years in the business. May, June. Something Has like that, that always been something that you've been focused on, or what was it like in the very beginning when you guys like? How did it come? How did the partnership come together? How did the group forty six ten come together? What was that like in the beginning stages for you? Um, 
I think like most agents, kind of scary. Like I didn't know what, I didn't know, didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to make it work. Um, and I was trying to learn whatever I could. The, the, our partnership kind of started because, so Fred and my wife have been friends since second, third grade, like grew up same neighborhood. Uh, so she had introduced us. So we'd already known each other for a couple of years when I got into real estate. And I almost went to his brokerage at the time, which he he was at a Century 21 brokerage because he really liked his bro- the actual broker. And I interviewed with the guy and I was like, yeah, he's he is cool and smart. But like, I'm going to go over to this KW place. They seem way more like in line with what I want to do. And so uh, so I did. But, and then I inadvertently recruited Fred to KW. Really didn't realize I was recruiting him. I was just telling him why I why I chose that over the other brokerage or the other places I'd interviewed as well. So he ended up joining KW shortly after. And uh, he was getting married. Like, I mean, I had my license for like a month or two. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be leaving the country uh, for honeymoon. He's going to Bora Bora. He's like, literally no cell service there. I got all these listings. There, there was something called a short sale. Um, I need some help while I'm gone. Are you willing to help? And uh, he literally said, but here's the deal. I don't even know if we can get paid. Because the short sale, you obviously the the house is worth less than what the yeah. mortgage is, right? And so I was like, because I'm you know I'm brand new in the business, I'm like, cool, I'm in. You know, I don't I don't know what I'm doing, right? So we kind of, we do a couple deals together. Uh, my I think literally my third transaction was actually his short sale listing that I negotiated, got approved. Fast forward a few months later, um, I'm selling some real estate, still doing a couple short sales. He's doing a most, mostly short sales, and. Um, we're at lunch with a good buddy and he said to us like guys i got a lot of referrals and I'm thinking about sending them over here we're like why don't you just send them all to us and then that got us talking more of like why don't we share an office we actually were both employing his brother to do some of our kind of assistant admin type work uh while we were busy yelling at bank employees on the phone and we're both working from home it's which is no fun when you're talking to people that answer the phone in a call center for a bank yeah and um, so we decided to literally share an office and share some expenses and start start working together. Like that was le- legit the beginning of us um, starting our, what is now a partnership. It definitely was just two, two guys trying to help each other out, trying to make money and not go completely broke. Yeah. Because that's, that's what it was like. Because short sales, there's not much commission attached to that shit. Well, there was a lot. I mean, we, we got paid full commission. Oh. Um, most times, like we, I mean, we averaged actually over 3% probably, uh, on our, de- uh, on our deals, probably for the first couple of years, because, uh-huh. um, for different reasons, cause it's all about negotiating. That's, I mean, it's all numbers, right? It's all it is. It's math. And, um, but the reality is, is when you take a short sale listing, like you might get paid, we give you, tell you this way, like we closed 60 deals that first year that we worked together in 08, started together first week in February of 08, we closed 60 transactions something like 40 of them closed in the fourth quarter. Oh, wow. So just like there's that runway to get up and get going, um, which is hard. So, that, I mean, that was the three, hard part. Three quarters of a year is a big runway. Oh, it's a real big <laughs> I mean, so there's... Especially when you're just shelling money out. Yeah, so there's a couple deals in there, and, like, we're basically surviving, literally lending each other money, mm. kind of floating each other for the first three quarters of that year as we got going. Um, and then, then the checks started coming consistently. But up until... September or October of 08. I mean, there would, there were still times where we would have like 45 days between closings and it was, uh, no doubt it was tough, but I'm luckily we made it through there. Now there wasn't much commission because the average sales price was 150,000. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you can only cut up $3,000, you know, 
uh, so many ways. Do you think that's a huge problem that agents coming into the marketplace now? Like, so you got in the market when it's probably one of the hardest markets that we've seen in the last 25 years, right? Do you think that's a pitfall that agents are going to run into that are just dropping into 10, 15, 20 deals a year right now by getting a real estate license and, and cracking shit at five, $600,000 cracks? Nah, cause I think, I think it's harder now. I actually, I actually think it was easier. Really? I think, I think I had it easier. Now it was partially easier cause I, chose to go do something that was harder that so I didn't have as much competition right Fred and I didn't really compete and we were good at it so did, we we're we really didn't have much competition but it was a lot easier to go out and get a listing then it was a lot easier to go out work with buyers because there's you know 50,000 homes on the market I think now it's a lot harder because there's so much more competition there's so much compression um, I, I definitely see where you're coming from yeah the paychecks are bigger today for sure for certain but um, I think there's so many more challenges. It's, I saw this interesting stat yesterday. I put it on my Instagram. It was from NAR. It was the average income dropped seven grand from 2019 to 2020. Did it really? And so for an, for an agent, right, nationwide. And so I asked on my Instagram, why do you think this is? And so the responses was super interesting because my head automatically went to the saturation of agents in the market. And as you know, like only... 10% actually make it as a career, right? The other 90% yeah. might sell one or two. And so the more agents that inflate the market, the less of the average would, or the more the average would drop, right? But a lot of people think it's the lack of, um, lack of belief in their value. So they're taking the reduction in commission, which I could see as well, right? The more I buyers that come in with a two and two and a quarter co-brokes, 2% co-brokes. Yeah. But I thought that was super interesting as prices go up, average income is going down. Well, I think there's a ton of pressure on commissions in general over the last 24 months. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely com, you know compression on it. I think at the end of the day, though, we as an industry, we've got a lot of people. For a long time, the entire industry, like you don't you don't have to be a rocket scientist to 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 do well in real estate, right? Oh, yeah. If you've been in real estate for a long time, especially like in fact, longevity is probably the number one like thing that correlates to success in real estate, literally just as long as you can make it. Yeah. It's a war of attrition. Right. Um, and I think then when you take in the fact of most people don't make it a long time, uh, which makes it harder. And so you got people that just do the one deal and it, it's just a lot harder to compete today now because, yeah. because of the I buyers and the institutional buyers and not because of them per se, but it's because now the public I think is aware that there's other options. And I still think most agents or maybe not most, I think a lot of agents still believe their value is like their MLS key yeah. and, and uh map quest. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe, maybe that's what they yeah. think. They're, I think a lot of people think that's what their value is. And that, so they haven't taken the time to become like a true real estate professional and really learn the ins and outs. How do you define that? How do you define a real estate professional? I don't know if you can define it, but you can spot it. I mean, for me, someone who's, who's a master of the craft, like, and because I think when you say real estate professional and granted, I said it, you, that, you co that covers a lot, right? That, that doesn't necessarily mean a real estate agent or a real estate broker. But I do think that there are certain things like actually being a fiduciary and understanding contracts and understanding your value is not in opening the door. It's actually, you know, maybe, maybe your great thing here is the experience for the customer, the process, the options that you're giving the consumer sort of like an I buyer would, or like some of these institution buyers would, I think there's a lot of different ways you could define that. But what I do know is mo I think most of us in general are not. So what are you telling your agents coming in? 
Like I, I try not to. I try. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. I I hope you can make it. How often are you actually dealing with agents anymore? <laughs> no, so the so the reality is like so. Uh, our our business <laughs> an when, hour a week when we hire new agents. Um, there's a here's the deal, dude. This is my belief, based on experience, based on my own set of beliefs. Is someone's going to make it or they're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. You are like. You're not, you guys are not making anybody successful. I'm not making anyone successful. I, the, the person that's going to come up, whether on your team or our team or anybody else's team or as a solo agent, I believe they're going to make it anyway because they're the ones that have the drive. They're going to go get the education. They're going to ask the questions. I think we can impact the difference and the level that they get to, but we're not going to decide whether or not they're actually productive. Uh, and I used to, I used to, believe that we could make people productive and we definitely cannot. I have a lot of proof that we cannot make people productive. (laughs) Um, They have to want to do it. Like they've got to wake up with that. So for us, when a new agent joins the team, we've like, it's got to be the same thing. Like it's a, it's a generic sort of onboarding, right? So we use, we use a system called trainual to help onboard people and get them trained. And then my business partner, Fred, who obviously sitting over here in the corner is then there for them about an hour a week for what we call mentorship with Fred, literally via Zoom for it's open to the entire team. But the real glue that holds everything together for us is we have the most absolute badass, amazing administrative uh, director. Her name is Jill. And whether people realize it coming in the door or not, they all know eventually they all figure it out that She's the glue and because she's got all the transactional experience, (laughs) she's kind of like the, I always describe her as like half football coach, half mama bear. Mm. And like, she's there, she'll make you feel better. And she'll give you like the tough love at the same time. And she's got all the experience of everybody in the industry put together. Right. Cause she's probably literally been through 10,000 transactions. And so, um, I think when you put those things together, you get a, you just get a culture of people that are self starters. Like what we figured out, earlier on in our, in our journey and building our team was that if you can't handle technology and if you're not a self-starter, like you're just, you're going to fail with us. You might not fail everywhere. You're going to fail on our team because we're not, we're not set up and we don't want to, quite frankly, we don't want to help you. Mm-hmm. It's not that we don't like you. You just got to go somewhere else because we're not going to slow down to handle those things. Um, and then from there, dude, like we're there for our agents, but as you, you may or may not experience this for me, like the, when I look at the top producing agents on our team, like we have to ask them to spend time with us. Oh yeah. I'm like, Hey, can we like, you want to have lunch or something like coffee, whatever. And it's they're They, they're the ones that don't carve out the time for us. Now the people that want time, that's usually earlier on before they're busy. Yeah. It's, but it's almost always cause they're not doing the things that they should be doing. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. I'm not even sure what your question was. It was a long answer, but it was good. What I did like about that was you, you're either going to make it or you're not going to make it. Right. And I'm a firm believer. Like you go to these conferences or you hear people talk on stage and they're like, anybody can be successful in this industry. Right. And while a lot of people do believe that I'm actually a firm believer against it. Like, I think you have to be a unique individual to make it in real estate. And that's why there's such a high turnover. Right. It's, it's not like, like you are who you are and that's okay. Yeah. But this might not be the lane for you. And I think if you, I think you could even take it a step further and define unique. Unique doesn't mean an eccentric person or a different, a unique personality. It's unique in the fact that you're willing to go do the work to go get the deals. Yeah. Which you know, that's that, it that, is that's unique, unique, right? There's a high unique. turnover rate for a reason. Yeah. That, uh, 
that is the unique thing. So the, the way I might say that is I do think anybody can, but not at, well, most people don't, right? Because there's got to be something that switches. I, what do you think that quality is? Desire, will, I don't know. Sometimes it's a chip on a shoulder. Sometimes I think it's your clear vision of ambition. Yeah. Sometimes right? it's pure, like, purely ambition. Yeah. Sometimes it, I think it could be a lot of different things for a lot of people. Why do you think you made it? I'm stubborn as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> His partner's over there nodding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, my third deal ever was a short sale that I successfully negotiated. Yeah. Like, I'm just, if you just tell me, I don't necessarily need, I don't care about all the reasons why something won't work. Just tell me the one or two reasons why it will. I'm in. Mm. If they just, uh, there can be a hundred reasons why it won't work. If there's one or two reasons why it will, and it's something I want, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, that's all I need to go. What, give me a time in your life that has been true. Like someone has said, like you have 900 reasons why it won't work. You found one. Like what, what is the time that that's like, do you have anything specific? I mean, I feel like you're smiling your ass off. Right bro. Now, I, so. I could like, we don't have time to go through all of them. So I'll go through a couple, <laughs> right? Everything from literally, I don't know how many short sales I actually personally negotiated or Fred did, but you, you realize like when you talk to people at, at banks, yeah, you doing short sales, you get told no. I guess I would guess on average 20 to 25 times in a transaction, right? Just, just from the person who literally doesn't even have power to tell you no. But I think that's like, that's what happens in life. People get told no by somebody, whether it's something in their head, family member or a friend. And so they just believe it like, ah, but they told me you can't do it. I'm like, well, they don't have authority. Go to, you know, so I think I could probably give you hundreds of examples in short sales, but then I'll even go to. How about something like, bigger? Like, like our, something bigger like just, or life in general. Our, just whole, our whole business model, man, for people literally looked at us like, and I'm older now and wear shoes, but, uh, for, for the first, <laughs> you were younger and you didn't <laughs> for the, yeah, for the first 12 years of our career, like we only wore, I only wore flip flops. Okay. And so that, like that genuinely pissed people off. They're like, what are you, what are you guys doing? What are you, like, you're bringing down the industry. Like we'd, we'd be told that a lot. Yeah. Or the guy who owned the brokerage that we are part of for, for 11 years would literally like, you can't, you can't be offering a certain co-broke. And he would tell us like that, that you have to personally answer the phone when other agents call you. And we're like, no, I don't have to do shit. I don't have to do any of that. Like we're, we've got everything, we've got a system set up and it's not my fault that people can't read and follow directions. And I remember specifically, his name's Jim. Um, after a couple years in of us constantly butting heads, cause we were like one of the top producing teams in that, in that office. Uh, and he was constantly getting complaint calls about us because we never did anything wrong, but we definitely did things differently. Uh, he finally came up to us one time. I think we were, we were teaching at family reunion, like several classes. He just came up to us. He's like, you guys, I, I got to hand it to you. Like I was, I was wrong and you guys absolutely did it your way. And you've, you've proven that it works. Wow. And he's like, and I just, I just want to let you know, I acknowledge that That's like awesome. congrats. So everything from that to owning a broker. I mean, we've had so many moments like that when we, um, times get hard, dude. Like sometimes it's, vital team members leave mm. right yeah. um and some and it sometimes markets change drastically and that can that can cause those moments so i mean i i really think i could go on i, I think there's been a good four or five times in the 14 years we've worked together where it's like shit we got to make some major changes but we'll make it yeah good so I was going to say, I think like one of the biggest things, and I think we've talked about this, Matt, like one of the, so I've been in real estate three and a half years 
And I think in that three and a half years, the biggest thing that I've learned about myself is it doesn't matter what happens in the industry, what happens to the team, what happens in life. Like I've found that whatever it is, I'm going to figure it out to be successful. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned in the three and a half years. It just doesn't really matter what happens as long as we're aware and we can capitalize on opportunities and we have the right people in our life. Like we can go and do it. You know, it doesn't matter what, where the market goes, what happens to the team. And I think that's growth. I think you get that from from growing as an individual and, and setting new standards for yourself. Like I really do. I don't think, like if you were to look back when I don't know if you've ever worked for someone, but like if you've ever, like if you work for someone or you're making forty, fifty grand a year, like you have a different mindset than when you really are creating and, and you're being blessed for creating. That you figure out, oh shit, I can really do some shit that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, there's a lot that comes from making shit happen, like oh. internally, right? And the difference between I think for some, some people they come in and they're like, they can create and they can produce and that's great. But then it's a whole different skill to go then start turning that into a business, especially look at our industry. Like who do we attract, right? A lot of type A personalities or high D's, if you know the disc, whatever people that like to like micromanage and do shit themselves. And they think I'm the only one that can do this. And so they never make the move over to making it a business. Mm -hmm. And there's never, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that if that's what you want. But I, I think there's, there's a lot of different skills that have to be added to There's like, I can sell real estate. That's one thing, right? I can sell real estate. That is all, but that's like scratching the surface. Like, cool. What else can you do? But, and if that's all you want to do, I think that's awesome. But I think most people once, you, especially when you get to the, I want to work for myself and go build my own thing. I think it just requires other people. If you're going to build something big, it's never going to be just on you. Well, especially because one of the reasons why people get in, there's two reasons why people get into real estate, right? It's for freedoms and it's for money. And if anyone ever says it's to help people, I call them out and say they're fucking full of shit, right? They're just afraid to say they want <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, exactly. And so if you want the freedom, you have to evolve, right? Yep. Like if you're still stuck in the transaction, you're never going to have the freedom you want. And so there's like that missing, that missing thing in their mindset where... They don't want to delegate because they want to be in control and they think they can do it better than everyone else. Right. And they, and they just want that ultimate control. But the moment you really start, you start giving away things to people who can do things much better than you. And you, that's when freedom really opens up, you know, yeah. and the money follows. Becomes yeah. liberating. Well, I think too, the, um, I think one of the other parts you talk about the money follows sometimes like it doesn't follow right away. No, it does not. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like, and I think, that, and that's hard, especially if you become, when you're at the end of the day, you can make a lot of money selling real estate, even, you know, just on your own. Um, and then it's really easy to get attached to how much that income is. Okay. And then the minute you got to go hire someone or you want to switch something, if you don't have the, if you, you know, if you don't have the bandwidth to be able to not take home as much money for, six months or a year or two years, whatever that looks like, that'll definitely slow your growth well, and your ability to It's like to the adapt. income trap, I call it, right? Where yeah. like yep. you start making a certain amount of money and that's why a lot of people don't make the leap into entrepreneurship or running a mm -hmm. business because their life is built around making a hundred grand a year, right? And now you go to nothing. Now you're stuck in that, that, that level of income. And so the same thing applies to growing a business, right? Like, yeah, I see that all, all yeah. the time. Like you've got a, so many and I, I get, I really get it and understand it. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but it's eventually if you go, Hey, I want to have something bigger than what I have, or I want to grow into whatever my, my vision of something bigger is, you've got to get past making decisions that, that will impact you in 30 days. 
Because that's the way most most real estate agents operate is I'm going to do all my decisions on whether I do this deal or take this listing Mm -hmm. or or do this flip or buy this property. Most of it has to do with the next 30, 60 days instead of the next two, three, four, five years and, and even beyond. Right. And so, like, again, nothing wrong with that. But eventually, if you want to build something that's going to have a five or 10 year runway, then you've got to start making decisions that will support five or 10 years, not going to support next 90 days bank account. Yeah. And that's hard. That's the same thing that you just, you know, you just call the income trap. I mean, realistically, when you start a team, I really feel like your income takes a huge hit unless you're really staying in the transaction. You know, if, if so, like when, when, so first year I did extremely well, second year I did well, when I really started to exit out of production and give all my, like my yeah. income took a huge hit. Yeah. You know, and I probably did it way sooner than you guys did it. Like I'm, I'm year, I was in year three when I stopped trying to take transactions. A lot of, um, <laughs> anytime I love it. Cause like you talk to, we, we all talked to a lot of top producing real estate agents, right? They have teams and like guaranteed if they've got a high profit margin, like a really high profit, it's, it's there in the it's all their deals. I'm like, why do you even <laughs> yes. have a team, bro? But no, it's it, cool. Well, if you, why do, why do you, what I've never understand is why do they track their dollars, their GCI in their financials yeah. on how good their team's doing. Like if you were to take out their GCI, it would be very eye opening on the profitability of their actual business. Yep. You yeah. know, and it's scary. Like, you know, people are I'm running like 40% profitability and then you take out their GCI and they're like 8%. But, well, you did all the units though. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Why do you have a team? And, and cool that you want to, that you, if you want to produce that, yeah. that's cool, but just it's producing and running the business are, are just wildly different things and they require different skill sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do both. And if you're just, if you always keep that as like a bandaid for the business, it's, it's going to be hard. How many times has your business model shifted in the last 15 years? Well, how long have you had the team? Uh, so since February of 2008, so 14 years. Okay. So how many different business models have you ran? Or has the model kind of stayed consistent and splits have changed or? I would say probably a good four times. I feel like we had a really big shift in, uh, I think 2010 or 11, when we started to really get smart about the buyer side of our business, mm-hmm. when you look at like the MREA model, right? Mm-hmm. We really followed that. Um, we had like a lead buyer's agent and then they had showing assistance. Prior to that, we kind of just were, him and I were the listing agents. We had a couple buyer's agents. We're terrible at that, right? Um, so we were all constantly evolving. Uh, then they left and we had to, we had to start all over a couple years later while the market was shifting from short sales. And we had to like learn how to actually get listings and, and to sell. Um, and we brought on a couple people as salaried buyers agents. So that was a big shift for us. And then a couple years later, we shifted back away from the specialty model into what I call the sales agent model, which is where all agents can take listings and work with buyers and of course, so then we, we went off of splits or I'm sorry, off of salaries, went back to splits with them so we could hire a whole lot more agents and, and work our way out of production. So that was another really drastically big change for us. And that was like the first time where we were like, damn, we're really going to have to make a lot less money because we got to stop producing ourselves. And that means we're going to convert lower at first. And even when they convert, like we're only getting, we're getting less of the income. Right. And so that happened. Um, and then what's your current uh, model, current model. So we, we kind of run two. So we've got a couple agents or three of our top producing agents that 
are on higher split to the team, mm-hmm. more then they get a higher level of service. No surprise, they're the top producing agents on the team, right? Right. They get they have more leverage and they take home more money at the end of the year. Um, and we do a lot more of um, a lot more of the duties for them that require a license. Then the rest of the team is on a higher split. So for them, it's like sixty percent on the first three deals, and then it's seventy thirty from that point forward, with the exception of like one lead source where we're also paying for some for some extra calling to help them warm those leads up. Um, but it's 70, 30 from that point on now they're paying for their own signs, their own lock boxes, their own listing pictures, and we're helping coordinate, coordinate them. And it's probably the same as if you, they were ran at the higher split with you. Yeah. So here's the, we, we actually make a little bit more money now, but yeah. the agents are so much happier with the, it's the, it's the perception of the higher split. It yeah. did. So what we did is we had to really take a, again, one of these big changes for us a couple of years ago, we had to go, what's costing us a lot of money that has a low perceived value that we could probably quote unquote take away. And in exchange, we give them a higher split. And then what are the things that have a high perceived value that don't actually cost that much? We could maybe lean into that a little bit more. And so that's what we ended up doing and creating a, and it's better for the agents. I mean, they they like it. I think, I don't know that I would like it as much if I was in their role on the team, but it seems, it seems to work well for us. So again, like, so we've had several iterations of splits and models and salaried agent, not salaried agent, things like that. Um, producing, not producing. Um, and that's, you know, neither one of us produce at, on any level. And so you're doing uh, zero, you guys are both doing zero real estate transactions at this point. Technically Fred's tied into one for the last couple of years, but that's a, that's a different <laughs> story. I'll, t- I'll tell you off air. <laughs> tell you about that one off air. Um, Sounds like litigation. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, probably might be one day. Um, and so, but yeah, man, I, I've taken one listing since 2015 and, oh, wow. and that was two years ago and I've regretted it. And basically by the time I got to their house, I was like, I don't know. So what do am guys, I doing? Do but we generate business. We generate yeah. business. We just don't transact it. But we've got great agents on our team that we have trained and mentored and spent time with over, over the years. And we, we trust them. What do you say to those agents or the, that are kind of where you're at that have a hard time giving their personal deals, friends and family away to their agents on their team? How do they get over that? How did you get over I, that? I, just, just I don't, I, bro. I told I you when before start recording, I'm lazy. I might be ambitious, <laughs> but I'm lazy. I don't, I don't want to go do it. I yeah. will because I know how and I'm good at it. Yeah. But it, it's a matter, dude. It's a matter of choice. Yeah. It's it's what's so. more important to you for me and for Fred. I th- I feel like I can speak for him for him too. Like time is more important. We'd both rather be home hanging out with our kids than we would ever be on a listing appointment. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, it's just a decision of what's, you can only have one, one, only one thing can be the highest priority. Mm -hmm. So if this is it, then that means everything else has to fall behind it. So besides the real estate team, what other businesses you guys into right now? Uh, So investing for sure. Uh, In in, both in real estate, uh, we both have dabbled in quite a few other uh, things. We love, you know, crypto is a big part of it. Um, We also have invested in quite a few other companies we spend a lot of our time on building our rev share group too. So for us with, with an EXP, yeah, I mean, for us, that's, it's, a, it's an extension of the team, right? So we've spent a lot of time building our team and our business over the years. And so for us, we love talking to other agents, consulting with other agents. And that's the thing about the model for EXP is it truly aligns agents and teams together to work together. So we spend a lot of our time in that. And it's, it's just, 
I don't know how to say it. Like it's different. We definitely treat that as a business and that that's our main focus from a, from what I'd call a work activity standpoint. So, okay. So tell me about your business. So you guys are, you're obviously doing a lot of retail, but so you're doing a lot of I don't flips. Know if it's a lot. Like we did two. It's relative, right? Two hundred ten transactions. I, okay. don't, I don't know if I call that a lot. Uh, I feel like we're we're. I, what I'm saying right now is we're kind of like crossing the chasm. We're in this weird pace in business. If we would have stayed small, we'd have been way more profitable. We're kind of churning. Yeah, a ton for of, sure. We're churning a ton of our cash right now. You know, trying to grow the business. Teams teams breaking even, man. Not even gonna lie about that. Teams breaking even. We got some big stuff coming, but if we can get it to where we want it, the other side should be very very profitable and amazing, right? So two hundred ten transactions, thirty four. 34 agents uh, total makeup. I think we're around 42, including staff and VAs out in the Philippines. And then uh, the investment business did 42 units out of the investment space last year. Is that investing or is that just flipping? No, it's 20, 20 flips. No, 22 flips, 20 wholesale, 22 flips and, and 20 wholesale. Wow. No, that's a lot. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no holes. <laughs> zero, zero. If we look back, I mean, at so like houses, I just look at that. Like I'm not, I'm not shooting it down. I'm because I think that's you great. You're no, you're making a lot of money doing that. But I don't th- like I wouldn't call that investing. Like that's a business. Yeah, so that's that's no different than me listing a lot of properties or doing something else. Where like the, the service is like moving. It's it's taking a house, adding value, yeah, and I, selling, not, selling I it. I wouldn't I wouldn't sell it that way because you know eighty two percent of our deals come. It's not from, as sexy if you correct. don't if you don't say investing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's trendy as shit, man. Yeah. Come yeah. on, yeah, yeah I get it. I mean, it's just a, <laughs> but it's a business. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell it is. is. Yeah, yeah, and we're hoping that business nets us you know a couple million bucks this year. You know, we're trying to do, get to a hundred. A hundred. Hundred. Yeah, combination of uh, forty four flips, sixty six wholesales. What we want to do? How many holds? Uh, 12. We're going to try to hold one a month this year. One a month? Yeah. Are you on pace? No. no. So you're about to be two in the hole? Because we <laughs> so, only got about a week left. So we, <laughs> have, we have one we could definitely hold that would be a good hold. We'd probably positive cash flow 800 to 1,000 a month. Uh, and we haven't, we haven't made, but the flip. Do you need a calculator? You do what? You guys want to lend you my calculator? <laughs> like I've got, but like, like to be app, honest, like if we're being phone. honest, I think once we cross that chasm or we get closer to crossing it, it's going to be a lot easier to hold yeah. because right now, like the team is breaking even. We understand yeah. that. So a lot of our income personally comes, comes from, from that. No, I get that part, from that yeah. part. Right. So if we actually have money generated from the team. Yeah. So do you have a line of like, Hey, here's my personal income. And once I exceed that, like, like X amount of holds, I wish. So how are you going to know when you get there? <laughs> Why are you holding the mic? Like, <laughs> I feel like you guys screwed me. I can't like get, get relaxed. I do you want my like mic, bro? No, I'm going to have my mic. Man. It's okay. I'm just going to sit here like this, you know, if I get <laughs> I don't need to see you. <laughs> no, we have uh, uh, we have a goal that we have to pay our bills with. I I like <laughs> that. I like paying. I like having to. Yeah, you so, should do that. And then uh, make sure we have a little extra. I think it's all cash flow. I think what we're kind of saying is like if we can get 100 percent of our cash back out, um, you know, refi out, be 100 percent out, then we should hold it. If we're going to do a positive cash flow of 500 more a month. And we have why is five hundred the, the like the you the, asked for a benchmark dog yeah. like oh, we're no, just, I'm just curious <laughs> I'm just curious because that's what we like okay but we are, I mean I like my I like five hundred cash flow too like we are headed to Texas in a week El Paso look like maybe opening a shop over there in the on the uh, the investment slash flip side. <laughs> Wholesale the flip. business, yeah, whatever we want to call. I it. think flips an investment, right? We put we, money in to get what a return. We call that. Well then, but so is your, but then so is your team because you put in money to generate leads and you put in money to pay staff. Fucking time, Kevin. No, I'm just saying you're the most combative person. I'm not combative. I'm just intelligent, and so. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking with you? No, I'm just fucking with you. I just saw an easy. I. I, uh, I, But I I, like. I really don't. I don't know that I. I see. I just don't see a different business then. 
Uh, b- business could look a lot of ways, but my, my point is if we're putting in money to, to generate a customer or uh, a transaction and then completing the transaction, I, like that's a business. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, what the fuck would you call it so I can come up with another name? No, I think you should stick with investing. It's way sexy. It is way yeah. sexy. I just don't. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm very passionate about what I do. Why do you have the big team then? Uh, just out of curiosity. Because uh, just because I know, like, it's uh, not it's not always, like, it, I think a it, lot of people see me. the team. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's so awesome. If I could just build a team like that. No, it sucks. And I know how hard it is. Yeah. So. No, it's horrible. It's a lot I of work. Hope they're not listening right now. So <laughs> that's, so that's one of the reasons why we have a high expense, though, because yeah. payrolls are big expense, right? Yeah. Because we want to make sure we're not hand, I use the word handcuffed yeah. very lightly, right? But we don't want to be handcuffed to the team because we retail. believe our skill set isn't sitting there teaching agents how to write a contract, right? Like we need to right. go and create opportunities. And through the opportunities we can give to our team, that we can go make more money ourselves, we can meet more people, we can go network, because that's where we, one, that's what we love to do, right? Like, I don't love sitting there showing how to ride a Benzer. You don't? It's, it's actually, the Benzer is my least favorite fucking thing in the world, the right? Team, the team can be a viable business where you don't have to run it as well, so why not build it in, in unison with what we're doing? So it's like... Well, it, I think, so I'm, know, not, I'm not saying not to, but I think the the first objection or um, devil's advocate thought to that is like, because then you've got split focus. No, we have... You can't chase two, two rabbits. We have multiple people, right? So I don't really spend much time on the team anymore. Jeremy does. So I spend most of my time in the investment space. So he's the Benzer guy. He is. The, <laughs> no, our sales manager, uh, which is Jeremy's mom, is the Benzer girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so we, we divvy up what are responsibilities, roles and responsibilities. So I don't do very much in the retail space anymore. If, uh, if you were 100% focused on the retail space, like would it grow faster? Uh, yeah, but it'd be way less money. We'd be better at pulling it all off and, and focus in 100% in the investment space. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's where you're passionate, right? That's where I'm passionate. What is it about that? So, but there is something about giving, uh, helping other people, dude. Like, not to sound cliche and all that bullshit. Call him on his bullshit. Cliche. No. Cliche. No, dude. I like watching other people win. Like, if I if I can if we can be direct to somebody that could potentially change their life, there is something that does. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So if we can give that to someone, like, why not? Why not? And like a community uh, I like, feel. Yeah, I also like everybody around yeah. me. It's it keeps me. It makes me focused. I'm not a good self starter. I don't do shit on my own. Well, so knowing that I have to perform to show everybody else that I'm performing, it, it helps me go. So like that's what actually started the team, bro. Like my first year, I, I sold 40 units. Uh, my second year, I didn't want to do it anymore. I hated the real estate transaction. So I was like, okay, I'll just go build, start building a team. And that's when I started building a team. But I really built a team so I would stay in the transaction because I had zero desire to ever sell another house. So I started building the team to hold myself accountable to go to the business. So it's kind of twisted, isn't it? Fast forward for me like two years. Where's where's it going? Like, let's say you uh, hit all three. your goals. So you talked about doing. We want to net. We want to net. The team wants. I want the team to net a million. Is the goal? The sales team, not not the investment no, space. The sales team, net a million. That that's that's hardcore. In two years. Yeah. Like, we're, what we're, ha- what has we're to a happen? Team. What has to happen for that to happen? One hundred and five million production. Yeah, sixty agents. Yeah. 60 agents, 105 million in production. production. Yeah. How many transactions is that? 300. Yeah. Right around three. Yeah. So agent, like headcount's not necessarily the most important thing, Your right? It's going to be production. High then. Your expenses aren't that high. That's, I mean, if you're going to net a million off of that, that's, that's damn, that's tight. That's pretty good. Uh, 8,500 a transaction. 9,000 a transaction. 
You do the math on that, yeah, or are you just we're gonna do that right now. <laughs> I'm do <laughs> just reading text 105 million is <laughs> that's two seven, right? Two point so seven, yeah. Two point seven times point. So that's that's running at forty percent profitability. Yeah, what were you saying about forty percent yeah. profitability earlier today? Sorry. I think we can do that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that's tight. Like if you yeah. did it at those numbers, I'm not saying you won't. Like yeah. that's that's a real tight well, margin. I mean, let's say we're off by two hundred grand and we made eight hundred on the team. I think we'd both be happy with that in a couple of years. I would hope so. Yeah. You could probably learn to live off of that, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Plus the income I mean, trapped duck. Yeah. It's not enough for yeah. to make a living, yeah. but it's a good start. Yeah, you know. So, you know, that's the goal is to the real goal is to net three million a year. Out of all of our businesses. Nice. If we can net three million, that it's a million to each for one of the partners and, and it's good to go. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, dude, that's big money. I feel like that's oh, real gotta, big money. It's got to be, yeah, you got to be able to live on that, right? I would think so. I would love to be able to create it. I would love to see how, which I think is one of the hardest things to do in real estate is how do you build something that you can actually have an event with? So the original goal and why one of the big reasons we went to KW was to go open 10 markets and then try to sell what we built back to like a Gary Keller or like a, a big conglomerate that would want, you know, yeah. 10 impacts in 10 different markets. So that's kind of like the expansion model was the big goal. I don't know. Yeah. It's still the same goal. Kind of like what you said earlier, it's always evolving, right? Like yeah. when Matt asked you, what's the end goal? Like even in the last 12 months, it's like on January one of last year, like we had a certain this thought of my goal plan, right? And as things evolved and more opportunities came into our life, things shift pretty drastically, pretty quickly. We're yeah. pretty opportunity driven. Like we have the, we have, we'll be, we're looking at title where we've already looked at the lending. So like we're trying to so, figure out you chase uh, bright lights. Uh, I chase squirrels. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah bro. We catch those but motherfuckers. You, but you already <laughs> fucking knew that. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think like, it's all, I think it's all possible though. Like I have enough belief in what we're doing and a belief in myself that we can create what we're doing. I really do. I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Like, especially knowing you for as well as I've gotten to know you over the years, like you're, you're the type of guy that's just going to keep going until he gets there. Yeah. I'm running through walls, which yeah. you hate doing. Yeah. Oh no, I, I run through walls just during certain hours, like oh, not, not before nine and yeah. probably not after three. I've learned to enjoy that though. As I got out more out of the real estate, the retail transaction, I really do enjoy my time. Like I enjoy taking my kids to school. I enjoy being home by five, five thirty. Like, coaching football. I, yeah, coaching football. Yeah. Like I enjoy what that gives us and still have the income to still live a life. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as a, at the end of the day, dude, like if you're not, yeah. If you're not enjoying it and it. having those relationships, I'm like, what's the point? It doesn't make any sense at all. And I've really enjoyed the relationships out of the real estate community. Dude, it's, it's awesome. I, same. I love it. Like, you've got um, people that are lots of type A's, driven yeah. people, um, but a lot of the smartest people, a lot of people who are just giving and willing to share and, but yeah. There's so many different ways to do it, man. Like you look at a, a temp that he's doing it his way. You got Steve Valentine doing it his way. You yeah. got you guys doing it your way. You got other huge teams doing it. Their so way. many. There's so many ways to do it. You know, that's the great thing about real estate. Yeah. Like when I was talking to Frank and he said he had 200 some odd doors, I was like, and he did that in like two and a half years. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like, we need to talk more, right? And and the first thing, what, is it, what was the first thing out of his mouth when I was telling him what I was doing? And he's like, what market are you in? I go, Arizona. He goes, you're in the wrong market. That's the first thing he said out of his mouth. He goes, you need to go to a different market. He goes, you can't do what I'm doing in this market. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's eye-opening. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to make us go to a different market. Yeah, you can't do it the way he's doing it here. Wouldn't yeah. Work. There's no, yeah. you can't buy deep enough. Yeah. You can't, you just can't acquire the deals fast. You also get the competition part. Yeah, and like the numbers just don't, just don't, just don't pencil here. No, but it's okay. Are you doing anything in other states? 
Uh, we still we've had a team in Denver for you. You had two expansion teams, didn't you? No, we've had several. We still have we still have three. Uh, we have two agents in still in Denver. So we've been in Denver since uh, September 2014. Been in Nashville, still going since June or so of 15. And we have been in San Luis Obispo, California. With a couple agents as what well. What is the total transaction size of your team? Just so I can understand how big it is. Uh, two hundred and fifty last year. Just in Arizona. Two fifty. No, two fifty. Two sixty. I don't know. Fred can. Fred can. Units or production. Units. Um, and most of those are Phoenix, though. That's uh, the vast majority of those are Phoenix. And what do you? It's like three ten the year before. Was. What's your profitability margin? Are you guys high, low? Fred was last year and a year twenty five percent, twenty four. I don't remember the. Uh, 25 to 30. Maybe a little closer to 30. 30. Yeah. Uh, but that's like I told you, actually, the higher uh, higher splits, we need a higher profit margin, too. Uh, yeah, 100%. Which is counterintuitive, but still. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Just show people what they want and they'll take it. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, I said this to Fred, we we're talking about something else. Like, uh, there's a guy who uh, actually he owns the, the building next to our office who he runs big masterminds, non, non real estate related. And he, his, like, one of his mottos is, Sell people what they want. Give them what they need. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Any uh, any any ideas or thoughts about doing a business outside of the real estate community? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I would. Anything in the works? No, dude. Because here's the deal. Here's what here's what I really think about. Like, um, in fact, I was just listening to one of my favorite podcasts called My First Million. If you never listen to that, it's awesome. Um, just entrepreneurs, and they're just always talking about different cool businesses, right? Just totally different industries all these different things and really smart guys that have made a lot of money, had several exits. Um, and so I love the thought of it. And at the end of the day, I know where my relationships are and I know the return for my personal activities over the next three to five years. I know where I know, I know where I get the biggest return from. Mm -hmm. So until something either pulls me because I'm just so passionate about a project that would be over here or until I go, you know what? it's this is hit critical mass or I could actually do something more over here. Like it's, it's hard for me in my own mind to justify doing that unless it can be passive. Like for me passively. Yeah. I want, I'd love to have my money in several di different businesses outside of real estate. But when it comes to like my working time, it's going to take something. It's, it would take a big shift for me to go somewhere else. Yeah. Whether that is just because I feel like drawn to it, like I have to, or, because it would be like, no, actually that payoff would be better in three or four years. Do you ever just do something with the real estate team, create an event, sell it, you know, rev and then, and then no, just no one's buying a real estate team, not sell it, but they'll do it off of like a, a referral. You could give them the business and they'll refer business money back to you or shut the thing down. Have you ever thought about like just getting rid of all the other and just focus on the rev? Have I, have I thought about it? Of course. Do I want to? Not a chance. Number one, it's profitable. Number two, we have people that we've been in business with for some as many as almost nine years. Oh, wow. Bro, I, I, with the people that are around us, like, I love them, um, most of them. Yeah. And the, like, it create it's, like, it creates opportunity, creates other opportunities. Yeah. There's no reason to, to sell it, to get rid of it, to shut it down. I mean, I, I genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. That's same. I, I don't want to go transact in it. No, I think we'll always have a yeah. team. 
I think the team affords different opportunities in the space. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially with an industry so driven by, you know, the vanity metrics, the production numbers and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's you the could, shit I hate. You can make no money and run and do 500 transactions and make $0 and be on every stage ever in any real estate conference. <laughs> But be broken than Joe. Be broken than Joe. I know, man. Like, that should be one of the metrics, right? Oh, wow. They did fucking 200,000 million in fucking GCI. And then what is the profitability? Yeah. Let me see your bank account. Like, I only lost 200 grand. And that's why we don't lie. Like, everybody always asks how we're doing. I'm like, listen, man, we're barely making money on the real real estate side. You know, we've poured a ton into it. Uh, the opportunity I got out of your mastermind was, uh, we just signed with realtor.com realty.com um, realty.com realty. realty.com with Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she connected us. So we took over the Scottsdale and PVGO that just came available. Nice. Yeah, dude. So we're excited. We've been trying That's to do solid. a partnership with Zillow for a long time and uh, never got in the door. It's hard to get foot in the door. Yeah. So she approached me at the mastermind. She heard what we were doing with PPC on the on the investment side of the business. And uh, she was like, <laughs> you would be perfect. So got on the phone with their CEO. So we're excited about it. Hopefully it works out. Yeah. Lance is a smart dude. Lance is very smart. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Do you know him well? Uh, I don't know him well. Uh, I've met him once or twice. How do you know Melissa? Uh, title, bro. Yeah, she was at Fidelity when Fidelity recruited us. Like I don't know, 2012 or something. She was yeah. like the sales manager. Yeah, so then we we go way back. So you think that was a smart smart thing to do? Possibly. I don't know about the rest of your business, so it's hard for me to say yes or no. You never know. Do I think it's a great opportunity? Yeah, sure. Because so mm-hmm. is it the the opportunity for you guys? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It has the chance to be. Yeah, I'm not real. I'm not real sure what our topic was today. Other we than had none besides bullshit. Yeah. Is there anything else that topic? we should cover? Did you have a topic? No. What do you um, want? Do you want to try to recruit us for the next three minutes? Uh, Fred? No, I didn't think so. Nah, dude. Well, there's a reason I'm here, but I don't have a mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, come to listen to you guys. <laughs> you know, I didn't have a topic, dude. Honestly, man, I just kind of like to, to spitball, have conversation. I think I think that's where people get the value out of it. Like, we could have had some, like, some, some in-depth, I could have a bunch of fucking questions for you, dude, but I think what matters is the realness of it. You know, yep. I think that you, you know, I think whatever was supposed to come out today uh, was supposed to come out. Totally and, agree. And, and I think, I mean, I got takeaways just from talking to you, and we've talked all the fucking time. So. What, um, I'm going to ask you this. What, so I got the, I think I understand where you guys are going goal-wise with the team, uh, with the business, the investments. What, what are you most excited about that over the next 12 months? Business-related? Business. Yeah. I mean, we're developing a CRM as well. Um. <laughs> Fucking glutton for punishment. <laughs> uh, and so I'm super excited about that just because it's going to be something different. I'll tell unique. you what. I'll tell you what. Would write me a check right now for $300,000, <laughs> uh, and you'll yeah. have the exact same feeling just sooner. <laughs> uh, so that's super no, exciting. That's cool. It's just going to be fun. I think for me, um, I think this will be the first year we net a million. You know, not uh, like total. Right. So I think this will be our best. This will be my best year financially that I've ever had. And I think that excites me a ton. And, and that I was able to bring, um, Everybody that's involved, like Jeremy, uh, Kyle, my other business partner, Mickey, that there'll be enough money this year to all of for everybody involved just to make a good amount of money. And awesome. I think that excites the shit out of me. Do me a favor for for the people that are listening to this on our podcast feed. Where do people find you at? Like um, social name of podcast stuff like that. I am Matt Chick. Yeah, so Instagram for sure is yeah. going to be the big one. I am Matt Chick. Matt Chick on Facebook. I'll give him my fucking cell phone. <laughs> Go. If you're an agent, if you're an agent, we want all your deals. Yeah, I can't, I can't send send me your deals because that's Temp's line. But we'll take all your junk, dude. 
<laughs> send me your junk. Send me your and, junk. And name of your podcast is? Ah, uh, so no name right now, bro. This, so is, this will be the seventh episode, I think. We yeah. still don't have a name. We're just banking so, them. Yeah. You want to name it? Are you serious? Yeah, name that shit right now. Yeah, no. we have zero name, dude. That's why we don't say a name on the front of, front of it, because we don't know. All I know is that I wanted to have conversations with high levels of individuals and put it out on there. It's literally, dude, I'm spur of the moment. There Listen, we named we named our podcast the Kevin and Fred Show, so I understand where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I we, had, uh, we had one a couple years ago called My Catalyst that had some banger episodes, but that was all more of like, what is the one thing in life that kind of lit you on fire to get your ass fucking going? It's definitely more motivational, so this yeah. is more, more entrepreneurial. You, you know, that sounds more Ed Ma- Milet or... Dude, that's that's not kind of his jam. Yeah. Man, that's my... Uh, motivation is my thing, dude. I love it. I light myself on fire every morning. You don't... Yeah. I don't you, you guys probably don't do that, do you? <laughs> I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to. Try to stay away from fires. Yeah. What? Uh, how do people connect with you? And then uh, I'd love to hear what, what. What were you hoping someone would get out of this conversation today? Um, number one, the Kevin and Fred show is the name of the podcast. Yeah. Go there. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah, it's super original. I know. Uh, Facebook group called Next Level Agents. Another good way to connect with us. Yeah, um, and to answer your question. What was I hoping to get? Here's the deal. Same thing. The whole reason why I started doing podcasts is I get to have conversations like this. And I think there's a lot to be pulled out when you talk to people that are being successful and finding out what makes them tick. How are they doing things? And just record it. There's always something for somebody to pull out. Like um, we were at KW for a long time. So like that was my experience where I sort of grew up in real estate. And eventually you look around and you realize all the people on stage, all the people around you are kind of like a clone of everyone else. Mm. And it's just because like, that's who you're around. And I, th- I believe there's a lot of different ways to succeed in this business. And there's a lot of different models. There's not just this one way to do it. And so I think it's hot. I think it's important to highlight that. So other people understand like, Oh, I don't have to try to be like Jeremy and Matt. Like I don't have to do that, but I might be able to take this nugget from them. And like, maybe my team over here is like this more of the solo boutique thing or whatever, but I could actually still learn from them. And, but I don't have to go try to duplicate what they've done or I don't have to have this big call center team or, or whatever. And for me, that's always what I'm trying to bring out in a, in a podcast. hundred percent. Good, man. It was great talking to you. All right. Later. See you guys. Right, next week. See you Bye. guys. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.